0: I settled into my chair and looked up to the stage area, noticing right away the absence of a piano, in favor of an acoustic guitar upright in its felt-protected metal stand. At center stage was a simple wooden stool topped with a black cushioned seat and one microphone on a boom stand, adjusted to the height appropriate for the singer who would be seated on the stool. My ginger ale arrived with a menu, and after perusing the available selection for only a moment, I ordered my favorite plate of pasta marinara with grilled vegetables. I reflected on how strange it was that as willing as I had always been to take musical risks, when it came to food, I always seemed to avoid any risk whatsoever. At precisely 11 o'clock, the rear stage door opened. It was difficult to see who was stepping through the door, given the lack of any light at the rear of the stage. But the shadow-like figure was walking with the assistance of a cane, lamely dragging one leg with a physical effort that was impossible not to notice. Once in the still-dimmed lights at stage front, I could now see the beautiful face that graced the poster in the lobby. Violetta wore faded jeans and a black turtleneck blouse beneath a brown leather jacket. She wore no jewelry that I could see. No rings, no bracelet, no earrings, not even a necklace. In fact, I could detect no makeup either, not even lipstick. She took some time situating herself on the stool, grimacing from the extra effort required to manually cajole her stiff leg to a position that would allow her to sit in relative comfort. Throughout this process, I noticed that same faraway look I had detected in her photo. She avoided looking out into the restaurant, as if afraid of making eye contact with anyone. Even more disconcerting, her lips were moving the whole time, like a coach whispering final instructions in her ear. Yes, Violetta was completely lost in her own thoughts, so totally oblivious to the audience sitting but a few feet away. I noticed that my heart was beating more quickly due to an intense feeling of nervousness for her. Perhaps it was because I could relate to her situation in that surreal moment a musician takes the stage only a heartbeat away from performing. Or perhaps I was just an audience member like any other who felt a certain discomfort at seeing such debilitating nervousness in a performer about to bear her soul to strangers so quick to judge her abilities. Whatever the reason, I myself couldn't breathe, desperately wanting the moment to pass and the music to begin. As if sensing my thoughts, she set the cane on the floor and slowly lifted her guitar from its stand, spending only a moment tuning the instrument before beginning to play. The lights in the restaurant dimmed, while the small spotlights hanging directly above her illuminated brightly, whereupon a sudden radiant smile seemed to miraculously transform an apparently nervous young woman into a professional in full control of the moment. It was impossible to know whether that was in fact how she really felt or how she had trained herself to begin her performances. A red spotlight made her auburn hair shimmer A green one accentuated her radiant emerald eyes, and a yellow one added a soft, mellow glow to her wood guitar. I must admit, this was one beautiful young woman, and I'm afraid I was smitten. As if on cue, the other diners hushed themselves, awaiting her first note. I closed my eyes hoping beyond hope to eliminate any visual distraction from my desire to listen to the music now floating from the stage. From her first note, I was struck by what I was hearing. Her music spoke to me in a place other musicians rarely reached. I had to open my eyes to convince myself that it was indeed a she displaying such mastery, not a he. The rich sound, her talent, Her very soul reached deep down inside and touched me in a way I'd never felt before. No, this was not just your typical hack guitar player, strumming a few chords to back up her singing. She was without question a gifted, classically trained musician. She opened the set with a medley of Brazilian bossa-novas composed by Antonio Carlos Jobim the first song being one of my favorites, Corcovado. Not only was her guitar work masterful, but her singing voice was both stunning and sultry in its clarity and depth. Best of all, she sang in tune, which is really saying something for singers these days. That trait alone impressed me. Corcovado segued smoothly into Desiponado, how insensitive, meditation, and wave before concluding with the ever-famous girl from Ipanema. If I had earlier been smitten by Violetta's physical beauty, I now sat mesmerized by her immense talent. Her rare combination of appearance and ability prevented me from taking my eyes off her, quite sure I was falling in love at first sight. The audience applauded with appreciation and I was afraid I was making quite a fool of myself by standing to offer my own ovation, soon to be followed by the rest of those in attendance. As I stood, she looked at me from her place on stage, and I could swear she winked at me. With that, my knees buckled, and it required all my effort to sit back down without falling head over heels in supplication onto the floor in front of her. Thank you for your kind attention, she said, addressing the audience ever so naturally, any hint of nervousness long gone. And a special thanks to the young man over here who jumped so quickly from his seat to applaud me, she joked, (laughs) looking right at me. I'm sure he must be a musician by the perfect rhythmic tapping of his foot and the equally accurate thumping of his fingers on his table, am I right? Should I answer? I felt the eyes of the entire room upon me, certain the laughter I heard was at my expense. The words popped out of my mouth before I had a chance to think. "'Woody Reed, tenor saxophonist, at your service, m'lady!' "'Oh, no, I didn't really say that, did I?' "'Woody Reed?' she asked with one raised eyebrow before smiling. "'What a wonderful name for a sax player!' Is that your real name or your stage name? Oh, uh, yes, I answered with a smile of my own. Ah, you got me with that one, didn't you, she teased. The audience was now laughing with me rather than at me. She introduced her next medley, then took us all on a magical and mysterious tour of Beatles songs yesterday. If I fell in love with you... Michelle, Eleanor Rigby, Golden Slumbers, She's Leaving Home, and The Long and Winding Road. I felt like she was singing every song to me alone, before scolding myself that every man in the audience was probably wishing the same thing. As the spotlights dimmed and the house lights were raised, indicating the set had ended, men and women alike erupted into warm and appreciative applause before once again returning to their watered-down drinks and hushed conversations. But I didn't waste a moment. No, I was up at stage front in a flash, offering my sincere thanks for the pleasure of enjoying and appreciating her incredible talent, all the while feeling too much like an overage teeny-bopper groupie. I have never heard anyone sing and play so beautifully, so musically, I heard myself gush. She hesitated for several long moments, either unsure how to respond or not wanting to appear too forward. I saw the faraway look that had disappeared during her performance return to her eyes. Once again, she was lost in the moment, painfully uncomfortable communicating in any other way than through her music. Thanks, Woody. I I hope I didn't embarrass you, though, she demurred, all the while looking down at the floor, unable or unwilling to meet my eyes. I could feel my cheeks blushing, but decided now was definitely not the time to be timid. I would like nothing better than for you to join me at my table, I said in a tone that sounded a little too plaintive to my own ears. As soon as the words were out of my mouth, Her body language indicated an inner desire to escape this human contact and seek solace somewhere, anywhere else. Not wanting to lose the moment to her painful uncertainty, I jumped right back in with another less demanding offer. We could talk about your music, I nearly begged with bated breath. It suddenly hit me that she probably received dozens of similar offers every evening. Why should mine appear any different? Like so many entertainers who are more comfortable in the anonymity up on a stage removed from the face-to-face reality of normal conversation, I knew she was having great difficulty responding to my overture, which made my feelings all the more intense. As easy as it had been for her to joke with me from the protective safety of the stage, it was proving equally hard for her to respond to my straightforward invitation to friendship down on the floor where I now stood. I had amazed myself by even gathering the nerve to ask Violetta to join me. I'd never before been that bold. She finally answered in a manner that totally surprised me, her eyes still lowered to the floor, her voice so soft. I'm flattered, and yes, I'd love to join you, she managed, still not lifting her eyes to meet mine. That she had agreed was more than I could have hoped for. Perhaps she felt sorry for me, sensing my own feeling of being out of one's comfort zone. Like an idiot, I just stood there staring at her, lost in her beauty. She finally lifted her hypnotic green eyes, and when she smiled at me, I thought my heart would burst from my chest. Just give me a minute and I'll join you at your table she said in what seemed an attempt to release me from the uncomfortable moment. I'll be there, I said, immediately feeling stupid for saying such a silly thing. Where else would I be after all? As I sat back down, she negotiated her way back through the rear stage door. Within a minute or two, she was approaching from the front of the restaurant.